Aren't you thankful that he first loved us? Amen. Therefore, we can love him because he first loved us. We just thank the Lord God for his grace and mercy to us. And just want to greet you all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ this morning. God bless you. I am thinking of a rapture. Let's start with that. When the redeemed are gathering in. Hallelujah. What a time. What an hour. What a place. We are in and we are looking forward to. Amen. Praise God. I am thinking of the rapture in our blessed home on high. When the redeemed are gathering in, I will raise the heavenly anthem in that city in the sky. When the redeemed are gathering in, oh, when the redeemed are gathering in, oh, walk like snow and free from all sin.
Praise the Lord. Amen. I've been thinking about Brother Tom's service last Wednesday. Wow. The Lord Jesus accomplished so much right there. Amen. He purchased our redemption and it was nailed to the cross. It was nailed there. Amen. We rejoice in that. We're washed like snow, free from all sin by the very blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are heirs of the Father. We are heirs of the Father. We are heirs of the Father. And we are joined heirs with the Son. And we are people of His kingdom. Yes, we are family. Oh, we are one. We are watched. We are glad to be a part of the family of God, to be joint heirs with Jesus Christ. He has made me worthy. He has made us all worthy by the very blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, hallelujah. He took our place. Amen. Amen. He took our place that we could take a place with him beside him on his throne. Glory. Hallelujah. My Rejoice in it. Just rejoice in Him this morning. We just want to praise the Lord Jesus. Lift up His holy name. Amen. I know my Redeemer lives. 
I know my Redeemer lives. Sorry, brother, I'm kind of all over the keys today, but I'd just like to rejoice in the Lord Jesus. I know my Redeemer lives. I know my Redeemer lives. Mm -hmm. I know my Redeemer. Let's sing, I am redeemed, bought with a price. I am redeemed and bought with a price. Jesus has changed my whole life. If anybody asks you just who I am.
goodness of God. Amen. Maybe we could stand together and we'll have a word of prayer together. We have some needs that we need to continue to remember. Remember Brother Milko and Brother Henry and the different ones that are shut in. Elderly, we just want to continue to remember the veterans amongst us. Amen. And uh, also, Sister Rhonda Riddell is requesting prayer for her father, Brother Raymond Butler. He's um, going through some health issues, um, suspecting cancer, and we just want to remember that need in prayer this morning. And uh, just want to remember the the rest of the believers in Canada, especially in uh, Saskatchewan and Alberta. They're really going through a lot of difficult times with COVID. But we just want to ask the Lord Jesus to prevail. Amen. He has already done it. It's already over. We're just pressing through. Amen. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we love you so much, Lord. We thank you, O God, for your presence amongst us. We thank you for your grace to us, Lord. Thank you for your goodness to us, Lord. Oh, God, how great you are. How great you are, Lord. Before the foundation of the world, Lord, you, we were already in your mind, Lord. Our names were already written there in the Lamb's book of life, Lord. Where the Lamb was slain before the foundation of the world, Lord Jesus. We were already there, Father. Oh, Lord God, part of you, part of your mind, part of your thoughts, part of your attribute, oh God. Lord God, we thank you, Lord, for that representation, that inheritance that we have received, oh God. Lord, and that it's been made known to us, Lord, been quickened to us by the word of God, by the message of the hour, by the prophet's ministry in this end time, Lord. There's no other message like this message, Father, that makes such a a reality come real, Lord. Our representation with you, O God. Oh, Father, how we thank you for this word, Lord, for the revelation of Jesus Christ made personal to us, O God, that we are one with you, Lord God. Oh, God, and Satan has tried to divide us. Satan put a chasm between us, O God, but you sent your son, Lord, to die upon Calvary, to take away that chasm, O God, to bridge the gap, Lord, to take it all away, Father, that we can enter into your presence, O God, with thanksgiving, with praise, with adoration, Lord, with boldness, O God, with the blood of Jesus Christ on our lives, O God, with a token applied, Father, oh, rejoicing in you, Father, how we love you, O God, we thank you, and we just want to praise you, Lord, praise you for your goodness, Father, praise you for your mercy, praise you for your grace, O Lord. You are so wonderful, O God. Lord, let us just raise up into that place, O God, where we can just commune and fellowship with you like never before, Father. Oh, quicken our faith, Lord. Energize us by your very spirit, Lord. By the supernatural power of the living God. Energize our faith to believe for the impossible, Lord. Oh, Lord, let us rise up, O God, with boldness and stand toe-to-toe with the devil, O God. Not back down, Lord, not turn our backs and run, Father. But, Lord God, we are the bride of Jesus Christ. We are that invincible army, Lord God. And we're pressing the battle as never before, Lord. No matter what takes place, O God, we will not lay it aside, Lord. But we have been quickened by the very power of the living God. How we love you, Lord. 
And we thank you, O oh God. Lord, we remember the needs this morning, Father. Oh God, great needs, Lord. We pray that you'll be with our brother Henry, Lord, in that hospital room, oh Father. We pray that you'll chase the very cancer that has attacked him. Chase it from his body, Lord God. Purify his bloodstream, Lord Jesus, from all cancer, Father. Grant it, O oh God, we pray. Heal him, O oh Lord. Heal him from that surgery, Father. Heal Brother Milk, O oh Lord. Restore him, O oh God. Raise him up, O oh Father. Reconnect the nerves, Lord. The damages, Father. Make him every whit whole, Lord Jesus, we pray, O oh God. Oh, Lord, be of your people, Father. Lord, it's just like I think of that, I think of that vision, Lord. That translation, Lord, that's what Brother Branham saw when he, when he met those seven angels. He saw little birds that were beat down. Their feathers were gone through a storm, Lord. And maybe that's how we feel this morning, Lord. But, oh, God, may the anointing, the anointing and the power of God, those seven angels, Lord, that came to the prophet, may that very anointing just enter into the bride of Christ this morning, oh, God. Oh, God, and just raise us higher and fill us, oh, God, with the spirit and power and the fire of God. Amen, Lord. Bless our brother Tom, O oh God. Use the vessel, Lord. Speak through him, O oh God. Step behind the veil, Lord. One more time, O oh God, we pray. Minister, Father. <clears throat> Minister the very words of life, Lord Jesus. We give you this service, Lord. We give it all to you, Father. Have your way, Lord. Have full preeminence that you desire, O oh God. Bless the baptism this morning, Lord Jesus. Bless our sister, Lord. Fill her with your Holy Spirit, Lord. Baptize her, O oh God, with Holy Ghost and fire, Father. Grant it, Lord Jesus, we pray. We love you, Lord, and we thank you. In Jesus' precious and holy name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you for standing. God bless you, Sister Judith. She's going to be baptized this morning. We're so happy for that. In the midst of it all, the Lord Jesus works mightily. Amen. Maybe we can sing It's Already Done as you have your seats. And Sister Margaret is here. She's going to sing for us this morning. So maybe you could get ready while we sing this. It's already done.
Margaret. Don't forget the uh, service this afternoon at the camp at 4 p.m. Amen. This week, I was like, Lord, I really want to be in church. I really want to be in church this Sunday. And yesterday, this song kept just going through my head, and I just kept singing it and singing it and singing it. This morning, I came to church, and I walked in, and Brother Emmanuel said, Brother Tom really wanted you to sing a song today. So I just knew it was the Lord. So I pray it's a blessing to you. Gentlemen, may I have your attention? I'd like to introduce to you in this corner of the good and the right stands a champion robed in white. His height exceeds the heavens His weight outweighs the world His reach reaches everywhere His age is evermore He's higher than the highest
precious name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Looking forward to seeing your smiling faces, those that are on Zoom and those that are not. God bless you all. David, thank you. Nice to see you. I haven't seen you. I just mentioned that the other day. I haven't seen my own brother-in-law in months and months and months. We love you dearly. Love Marilyn. Love you all. My goodness. Michael will be speaking tonight, his last service down in uh, Mount Baker Bible Way camp. And he's been working his heart and self to the bone, but loving the fellowship of the saints across the border. And we do love you dearly. And, of course, our local assembly that is here on the north side of the border. So God bless you all. We greet you in the precious name of Jesus Christ, both myself and Pat. Our dear pastor, Brother Biskel, and, um, you know, I don't ever feel ashamed to declare my pastor as Brother Biskel. He is the founding father of this work and will be the founding father of this work, however long this work goes. And I have been called by the grace of God to assist over the years to further this gospel and to assist in furthering it. I wouldn't want you to be confused. And people are becoming confused. I want to take your confusion away. We have got one goal. We have one message. We have one burden. Is see this message become the word in flesh. God sent a message to a people. Not for us to be just a gathering. People are wondering, where are we gathering? I am gathering with Christ daily on a personal basis. It is a personal revelation of who Jesus Christ is to you personally. And if this time has come to the kingdom at such a time as this, then we need to realize it's a token hour. It's a time where the blood's applied. It's for kill a lamb for each house. And let us understand. Saints of God, keep your eyes and focus on him, not on your little problems. He's the answer to every problem we will ever have. And so I admonish you in the name of Jesus Christ, don't get caught up in the in the mechanical things of life. Let's get caught up in the dynamics of this message and know that at any time now and uh, the little message I'm going to speak this morning will be a takeoff from Wednesday night. So if you weren't here, I'm going to be covering it. I'm not going to say like I said on Wednesday, because I want to follow along in continuity where I'd like to go. Um, this morning, uh, we've had prayer for Brother Milko. Brother Kim was uh, was asked to come to give us a further update of Brother Milko, but he's with Brother Milko this morning, setting up an iPad for Brother Milko to hear the service. So that is a tremendous victory. And uh, maybe next time with service, Brother uh, Kim can give an update. Brother Milko is, uh, you know, he's, he, he can say amen, amen, amen. And one of the nurses came into the room, Brother Kim told me last night, and, and she was talking to him and he, he put out a word and she says, Brother Milko's talk. He's talking. He wants to talk. Hey, saints, this is all a miracle of God working to show you and I that God is amongst us. 
Brother Henry on Wednesday was was uh, unconscious in a, with a breathing tube in. And on Friday, I get a text from Sister Elizabeth. Brother Henry would love prayer. I was driving out of the parking lot. I drove back in. I called Brother Murphy and Brother Tim into the, my office. And I said, Brother Henry wants prayer. So we phoned Sister Elizabeth. And, hi, Brother Henry. Hi, Brother Tom. I said, are you okay, Brother Henry? I'm doing fine, Brother Tom. Look what happened from Wednesday to Friday. I want you all to rejoice. Our God is a present God. Amen. Wonderful testimony. And so we'll keep Brother um, Henry in prayer. They say that the, his T-cells are having a big problem. Well, I preached on that years ago in the log church, and I called it the killer T-cells. Those are the cells in the body that attack the macrophage or that goes after the um, bad things in the blood. And he's low on that, so we want to be praying, God, restore him. Give him a blood transfusion from Calvary. And may the Lord Jesus raise him up. We had prayer also for Brother Kelly Hildebrand and his church shut down. I know that what it does to us as, as ministers to see our assemblies shut down like that, it'd break your heart. And we want to be in church. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm anticipating a great, great move of the Holy Ghost when we can gather again. And my expectation is way, way high. Amen. We also, uh, when I, we go to prayer today, Brother Ellen King has asked us to pray for Gavin Seargrave. He's suffering a seizure. Seems like that seizure demon is just going around and, and uh, attacking the bride. He said, please pray. Pray for his healing and also pray for his salvation. We will indeed do that, Brother Ellen King. Amen. And all those that have needs this morning before we go to the word of God will be singing one more song after we pray. Let's bow our heads in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I am so thankful that you have made an entrance that we can come and approach the throne of grace. Lord, we love you with a great love from the depths of our soul. We are asking, Lord, as you will take the word that you will break it to your children. We love you. We love the message of Christ that has come in our hour. We are identified with it. We will stand on it, Lord, and we believe it from with all our hearts. And so, Lord, as we remember this need, Brother Alan King's nephew, I pray, Lord, that not only healing will take place in the body, but more, more important, Lord, is his soul. God, would you come down and deal with his heart, Lord God. Take these seizures away and may you be glorified and may he know that Jesus Christ is indeed the same yesterday, today, and forever. Lord, we are missing this local body tremendously. Some in the state side, some on the Canadian side, but we are indeed all one body. I pray, God, that you will minister to every cell of this body. I pray you'll move in every heart, Lord, that is joined not only today, but will in the future. May the word of God permeate their souls and may God, the word, Lord, strike them to realize their position in Christ Jesus for their hour. Lord, bless the word, remove the man, 
Use them, I pray, for the glory of God. And bless, Lord, we pray the opening of this word. In Jesus' name, amen. On a hill far away. On a hill far away. Stood an old rugged cross. The emblem of suffering and shame. I love that old cross. I love that old cross. And where the nearest and best for a world of lost sinners was
to know that it's a reality. You can keep playing that band. I, I love it. I just love it. I love the cross. And yet in this day, we have a prophet come and indict this generation for the second crucifixion. The second crucifixion of the word. What an hour we're living in, saints. We're not looking to 2,000 years ago, but we're looking to this crucified Christ today. And if I can get it across to you this morning, that we are to be the embodiment of why he went to Calvary. We know that all through the ages they lived, they lived their word, they lived it and they died in the faith. Now there comes a group of people at the end of the ages that have been called with a great calling to put on the change in the atoms. They live their day, we must live our day. And I'd like to speak again, I'd like to speak on the seed of the woman hath prevailed and the seed of the woman is still prevailing. And may the Holy Spirit Take the word. I, I I might preach a little bit. I might just lay down some thoughts a little bit. But I'd like you to follow along. And if there's any unsaved that are listening this morning. Please hear it. With very intently. Because we're coming down to the last very moments. We say, by there, Tom, we can read and know and see that you've been preaching this for years. And even Peter says in the scripture, where is the promise of his coming? They've already missed it, saints. We are in the coming of the Lord. They've already missed it. But we're moving on. And there's just going to be a last moment. And he's going to take us away. And we'll exchange the cross for a crown. That's what the message is about. There's going to be a people who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord. And we are those people that are standing true. We are not a church as a denomination. We're not a church of a group of people with a doctrine and we just live it. We're far past that. And if I, I could give you my heart this morning, I would like to move you forward. In, in in the awareness or in the revelation we use overuse maybe the revelation of it but it will be a revelation because he says you can't emphasize that enough get your eyes off of Laodicea get your eyes off young ladies of the fashions of the world and and, and lower the standard by your dress and by your makeup and by your short skirts and whatever it is. Throw it out. We're going to heaven. We've been delivered from the world. That is not what we've been called to. And I want to earnestly contend for this faith this morning. And I I think we have a, a, a great blessing this morning to have our sister Judith here. To think in the midst of COVID and people dying, God is opening eyes, opening hearts to his dear word.
I pray God fill you, Sister Judith, with the Holy Ghost and fire. Let the word of God thunder out of your heart and life. I, I, I really would love for you to be sitting on the edge of your seat. I don't know where you are on the streaming. I, I know God does. Don't get too comfortable in your ch- Chesterfields and couches. Just imagine you are sitting in your seat here while I see you sitting in this pew. So I'm in church this morning. Can we pray one more time? Heavenly Father. Let the burden of the word of God be spoken this morning. Let your people be challenged. Let them be changed and transformed by the power of the word. Not the power of a man or the emotion of a man. But may it be, Lord, from the depths of their soul to the deep calls. To the deep. We've been a long time on this road, Lord. But we are not giving up. We are walking and waiting in obedience for the fulfillment of your word to take place within our lives. This is our, this is your day. This is the Lord's day. Short the other night, Lord, and got a few comments saying, why are you so short? But I'm going to take my time and I pray, Lord, that you will unctionize both speaker and hearer. That, Lord, we've been fed off the body word of the Son of Man, not off the words of a denomination or the thoughts of man. They were nailed to the cross. They were obliterated, Lord, at Calvary. And so, Father, I'm asking now that you will open the word to each and every one of us, Lord, and commit it to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, musicians. Thank you very much, Brother Ben. Thank you all. God bless you. If you wouldn't mind, I'd like to turn to Revelation chapter 5. Revelation chapter 5. Have I missed anything, Brother Nathan? Have I missed anything? No? Okay. Revelation chapter 5. Amen. Amen. This is, a, this is glorious. This is glorious. Remember, there was no one worthy to even look or take the book. No one worthy to even look on it. And yet we understand from the closed book to the open book, under Revelations 10.8, we are to take the book. <laughs> there was nobody worthy for 2,000 years. And at the end of the age, we've been told by an angel Take the book. And yet there was something within us that said, give me the book. And that's what I want this morning for all of you. Is, is, is give, me, give me the word. Give me it. I want to eat that word. And so the Bible says, And I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book written within and on the backside sealed with seven seals. I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice who's worthy to open the book and to loose the seals thereof. And no man in heaven nor in earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book and neither to look thereon. And I wept much, because no man was found worthy to open or to read the book, neither to look 
thereon. Verse 5. And one of the elders said unto me, Weep not. Behold the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. And I beheld and lo in the midst of the throne and on and of the four beasts and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as it had been slain, having seven horns, seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent forth into all the earth. And he took the book out of the right hand of him that sat on the throne. Let's thank the Lord and bow our heads. Father, bless the word now. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. You may have your seats. God bless you. Now that you're seated, I'd like you to turn, please, to Genesis. So we go from Genesis now to Revelation. Genesis. We'll turn to Genesis chapter 3. And we'll start reading at verse 8. Genesis chapter 3, verse 8. Oh my. This would have been wonderful. Hmm. Be in the Garden of Eden. To hear the voice of God walking in the garden with you. Brother Bram so tenderly and sweetly said that when he came in the evening time, he'd lay Adam and Eve down, give them a kiss goodnight. <laughs> Must have been wonderful. Must have been tremendous. We're going there. It's going to be restored, saints. That's what we're looking for. That's what this message is all about, to restore Adam and Eve and Eden back together. So the Bible says, and they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves. What a difference. Something happened. They used to walk and talk with Christ, the supernal one. They were used to having fellowship with the Father. And now something's happened. Adam and his wife hid themselves in the presence of the Lord amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord called unto Adam and said unto him, where are you? Where art thou? And as I said before, I've said it before, I don't think it was location. He's trying to figure it out. God knows all things. I don't care what tree he was hanging, hiding behind. He was you know, that fig tree, I don't know how big it was. I don't know how, the you know, the trunk size was, but he was hiding in the garden. Where are you? But where are you, Adam? Where are you this morning, church of God? Where are you? Where is your thoughts? What are you thinking? What is your position? Are you moving in the thoughts of God for our day? Or Where are you, Adam? Where are you, Tom? Where are you? And he said, I heard your voice in the garden. And I was afraid because I was naked. And I hid myself. And he said, who told you that thou were naked? That's a whole new concept. That's a whole new deal. Who told you that? Who told you you were naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded that thou shouldest not eat? 
Man, it's so quick to point fingers, huh? So quick to point fingers. Yeah, brother Tom, you never did this. Oh, really? You know, remember the person once said, every time you point a finger at somebody, there's three pointing back at you. Everybody gets caught up in the blame game, as Brother Biscoe preached, I think, 20 years ago. It's that fault, that reason. No, no, it's your reason. It's your call. It's your walk. It's your dedication. It's your consecration. It's not anyone else's fault where you are in Christ because it's an individual love affair to him. And the man said, the woman you gavest me, she gave me of the tree and I did eat. And the Lord God said unto the woman, what is I'm sorry, what is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, whoa, it's not me, it's the serpent. The serpent beguiled me and I did eat. And the Lord said unto the serpent. He wasn't talking directly to Adam and Eve right now. He's talking to the very root of the problem. And I believe the Holy Spirit Meeting after meeting speaks to the very root of the problem. And that is what the word is for. That's why this is called the judgment seat. And the Lord said unto the serpent directly on the head of the serpent himself. Because thou hast done this, you're cursed. Now what's going to happen now? The curse is not just going to be to the serpent. Because he said, you are cursed above all cattle. So now look what humanity, that's why all creation groaneth, waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. You are cursed above all the cattle. Now what's going to happen? Lions are going to eat lambs and tigers going to eat cattle. And the whole uproar of the world has taken place by one act. Look what it cost. Look what it's done. Sin has entered in and has now disrupted the whole world. And that's why Paul writes, all creation waiteth and travaileth in pain for it to be delivered. Because that curse was going to cover the world. The whole kingdoms. And the Lord said unto the serpent, because thou hast done this, you're cursed above all cattle, above every beast of the field. And upon thy belly you shall go, and the dust shall thou eat all the days of thy life. Here comes the judgment. People say, where's the missing link? And a prophet comes on this scene with a seventh grade education, takes this scripture and said, did you notice before the judgment, he was a standing beast. And when the judgment came on his belly, he shall go and shall eat the dust of the earth. And science is still looking for the missing link. And you and I take for granted just serpents. It's a great revelation. But before he was on his belly, the seed had already passed to Eve. The seed had already been perverted. Now here, 
God rich in mercy. Oh my goodness. I think the church of God can rejoice over this one scripture right here, right now. I says, and I, mighty God, will put enmity between you serpent, between thee and the woman, and between your seed. Because God already knew the seed had passed. And there was going to be a vine, two vines, as Brother Brandon preached. There's a seed going to be there. And notice what he said. And between your seed, the seed of the serpent, that is now the God of this evil age, that is in every media form. Now we're in Satan's Eden. We're now looking at this Eden. But I want you to move quickly to our Eden. That in every product made, everything that is designed by the world was designed by the lineage of the enemy. I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. And it will bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel. God bless you. God bless you. Amazing, isn't it? What amazing scripture. And that's why I like to minister this morning. We spoke on nailing it on Wednesday night. But now I want to just bring that thought into this thought here. The seed of that woman hath prevailed. And the seed of the woman is still prevailing. Amen. Because he's got a seed. And that seed is his word. And that word is in you. And I want you to realize what is in the bride of Jesus Christ. What a messenger came for. Sister Shirley. To bring us out. Come out of her my people. And be not partaker of her plagues. Get out of your churches. Get out of the world. And God sent a mighty voice in this age. To literally turn the hearts of the children back to the faith of our fathers. We don't look like the world. We are not the world. We are far from the world. We don't dress like the world. We don't act like the world. We don't speak like the world. Amen. We don't dress like the world. Whatever you see the world doing. And I know, I know the ladies like to be beautified and they want to look beautiful, but you better watch what you're doing. You are passing it down to your children. If you let down the bar once, they'll let it down ten. Brother Bram said each generation is ten times worse. Don't you ever let the bar down. The Bible says when the enemy comes in like a flood, God is going to raise a standard and God sent a message so that we can hold the banner high. And not be affected by Laodicea. Not be affected. I want you to take a look at what the Hebrew says here. He said, I'll put enmity between thee and the woman. Uh, Between thy seed and her seed. And it will bruise. It will bruise the head. That means he shall fatally. That's why Brother Bram so often said, you are fighting a defeated foe. 
Brother Bram said in one place, I got the message here. He says, now, if you could just raise up into heavenly places, not one of you would be sick. Every one of you would be healed. But don't miss it, Life Tabernacle. Every time I come back every year, you're worse than you were last year. My goodness, how the lion of the tribe of Judah anointed that messenger. Can you imagine? He says, you're the very ones that fed me. You're the ones that gave me towels. You're the one that gave me suits to wear. You're the one that's given me food. And I can say the same thing. Church of Cloverdale Bible Way. I am a nothing. Gave up business in 1989. Wanted to serve God with all my heart. But I'm telling you one thing, saints of God. I, by the grace of God, are not going to let down the standard. We're going to hold it high. Satan's head is broken. Brother Bram said in one place, it's crushed. It's dead. Why? Because the woman's seed is still prevailing in this wicked hour. And shall prevail. Don't think that this is a Sunday morning service. Don't you dare think that we're just having a meeting. That's denominational thinking. That all will go to Sunday. We'll have an hour of service. No, sir. We're past that, saints of God. It's the word of God that is transforming a people from earthly things to the heavenlies. Hallelujah. He shall bruise his head. I want you to notice this. He shall bruise his head. He shall faithfully bruise the head or crush the head. You wonder why Brother Branham uses the word crush the head of the serpent because he's a word prophet. You got to go back to the Hebrew, go back to what, what it, you know, what, what the depths of it is and you shall bruise and, and the devil shall bruise his heel. That's a Calvary, you shall only bruise his heel, devil. The seed, Brother Bram said, and hear his voice, the seed of the serpent still goes on. That seed is still going on. But so is God's seed still going on. God defeated him in the garden, he'll defeat him again. He gave them bloody skins in the garden. He's given us a bloody word in Satan's Eden. It's not a covering, saints. It's an annihilation of sin and guilt. It's an annihilation of sin and guilt. The serpent's seed still goes on. And the seed of the woman through Christ still goes on. That's what your prophet said. But no man can come to me except the Father draw him. So what he's trying to tell you, the seed of God goes on to them that they are the elect, the predestinated, the chosen of God. I must needs go by the well of Samaria. God knew exactly where that woman was. God knew exactly how to get this message to you. God knew exactly that he had to have a Murphy Wong come from China. Come to Vancouver. Amen, James. To come to your address. It wasn't Brother Murphy. It was God in Murphy. In Murphy. Do we understand one another? It's God immorphy again in his church. Hallelujah. The serpent seed still goes on. But the seed of the woman through Christ 
is going on. His church is marching on. His truth is marching on. And if I don't see your lips saying amen, you need to just get free from whatever you're doing and say, amen, preacher. Let me encourage you this morning. Hallelujah. Remember, I preach to many people around the world. I preached with one preacher overseas, and he would not look at the people. He only looked at the things like that. He looked at the lights. I said to him, Brother George, what are you doing? He says, look at the people. He says, I know, I'm afraid of the people. <laughs> I said, don't be afraid of the people. I like watching the people because I like to see whether or not you're engaged. Whether or not you're encouraged. Whether or not you're built up in the faith. Whether we're on the same basis or on the same track. I say, God bless you this morning. You that have joined together in this weird situation. I've never preached through a screen in my life, but we have over this last year. Whether I'm on holidays or whether I've been here. Been amazing. But the word is stronger this morning. Than it was a year ago. Amen. It's more alive. They tried to shut Israel down. Natural. And they couldn't do it. They'll try to shut spiritual Israel down. And they will never do it. Because the word is now in you. Hallelujah. I love it. I read a testimony years ago. When I first got saved. Of those that were imprisoned in Russia. And those that were imprisoned in communist countries. And. There was one uh, brother who was in that cell, and he was. He thought, oh, "I don't have a Bible. I don't have anything." So he just said, "I'm just going to scratch." He had a little nail, and he's going to scratch what scriptures he remembered. And by the time he was released, there wasn't a space on those walls. God reminded him, brought back to his memory, scripture after scripture. And those walls were scratched with scripture from every corner to every space. And I want to tell you this morning, I do not depend on a location. I depend on the word himself. Because one day, you might have to walk this road alone. And God is preparing you. Hallelujah. The serpent seed is going on, but so is Christ's seed going on. The Lord himself. Now think of it now. Here's the prophecy in the garden. Here's the prophecy in the garden. He will put enmity between thy seed, serpent, and the woman's seed. And of course, we know women don't have a seed. Women only have eggs. They don't have a seed. So where's that seed going to come from? It'll take a revelation to know from serpent's seed. From that point, it had to be a virgin. Brother Brown talked about the sperm and the egg had to be a created. Mary had nothing to do with this. She was just the incubator. So now a prophecy is giving forth. A virgin shall conceive. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son. And he shall call his name Emmanuel. Glory. So this virgin is going to birth a son. And it's going to be God with us. It's just not going to be a baby. It's going to be God with us. Because God's redemptive plan so surpasses the wickedness and ideas of Satan. God previews 
and then provides. God knew that we needed a sacrifice. That's why the lamb was slain before the foundation of the world. But now he's unfolding his plan and the prophets are a sign of his unfolding. Behold, I'll send you a virgin. Behold, a virgin shall conceive in her. She shall bear a son and shall be called and call his name Emmanuel. God with us. Isaiah got right into the inspiration. Can you imagine? A virgin shall conceive. How on earth is that going to happen? Tell me. We all, we all got it, of course, because we're Monday morning quarterbackers. Huh? We all know how that was because we're so smart. No, because you're looking back and seeing the fulfillment. What you need to do is see the fulfillment and go forward. So then Isaiah get caught up again for unto us. A child is born. Oh my. He's going to let you know what this Messiah is going to be. What this seed is going to be. I say unto you that child shall be born. And that government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful. Is he wonderful this morning? He's wonderful. His name he shall be called Counselor. He's your Counselor. Indeed he is. He's my paraclete. He is the mighty God. Remember? I spoke at the camp. Gibber. It's Gibber. I, I hit it on the internet. I, I figured I better say it right. I said Gabor or whatever the case may be. But if you get on the internet, you can say Hebrew. What? How do you say Gibber? It's Gibber in Hebrew. El Gibber. The mighty God. This son is going to be Gibber, El Gibber, translated the mighty God. More exactly, the more he will be powerful. He's the powerful champion. He's the powerful champion, Sister Margaret. We're dealing with power, wonder-working power that can take a sinner such as I and you and make them sons and daughters of God. That's power, saints. That's power. Not power to deform. It, it doesn't take a, a guy with half a brain to take a sledgehammer and knock a house down. But it takes a master craftsman to build a house. Yes, sir. He's the mighty God. He's the powerful champion as we spoke at the camp. He's our godly hero. He's the everlasting father. He is the prince of peace. Where do you find Trinity there? Where on earth do you find Trinity there? There's nowhere there. He, what does it say here? Government be, his name shall be called Wonderful, Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. It's only man's theological views that have made a trinity and have blasphemed the word of God. And God had to send a messenger in its simplicity for us to see there's not three gods. There's only one God. And his name is the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And that seed that is in you will conquer serpent seed any day, any place, anywhere, at any time. Amen. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Listen, saints. God has a plan and everybody, everybody, everybody is caught up in time. But we preached on that before. From eternity back to eternity. We stepped into time and we're going back into eternity again. 
The Bible says in Galatians 4 and 4, And when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, made of a woman. Paul writes, made under the law, verse 5, to redeem them. So God sent his son to redeem fallen man. To redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. Oh my, come on, tell me more of my inheritance, tell me a little bit more. Okay, that we, we might receive the adoption of sons. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son to cry out, Abba, Father, my Father, my God. We don't cry out for Laodicea. We don't cry out for more things. We don't cry out for the things of the world. Our cry is Abba, Father. Amen. I said, Lord God, Brother Bram said in the Great Commission, who made heavens and earth? As it was in Bible times, it has returned again. Let it be known today, your God and your church, come on, your church shall prevail, shall conquer, shall overcome, Sister Elizabeth. There's your husband lying in a hospital bed. Unconscious, talking to me on a Friday. I say, oh God, complete the work. You that start a good work, finish the work. Kill that cancer. Kill that rotten devil. We shall prevail. Amen. Hallelujah. The God who made the heavens. The God who rolled off the stars off his hands. The God that was in Bible times. Has returned again. Oh my goodness brother Nathan. Let let us not get to sleep now. Let us not get to sleep. He said the God that met Abraham. Is the same God. That had met his elected lady. To this day. Same God is here again. Same God's here. He said. He talked about who is this Melchizedek. He had television. Television was here in the days of Abraham. Television here. But we're just getting it. So are angels here. So is God here. I want to say. When you sing this song now. Pass me by. Not oh blessed Savior. Hear my humble cry. You're a living God. And you're passing by my way. And you're present now. To catch your waiting bride away. Think of it. The God who made heaven and earth. As it was in Bible times, has returned again. Let it be known to you today, your God and your church shall prevail against every gate of hell. It's prophesied. I'm sorry, Brother Nathan. You got your family and you just say, devil, you cannot have them. I claim them. I shall prevail. The God of heaven said you will prevail. I'll have my boys. I'll have my wife. I'll have my children. I'll have everything. Hallelujah, Sister Roxanne. You can lift up your hands and you can glorify God. He say it's impossible for Anisha. It's impossible for Anthony. Nothing's impossible with my God that is present this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And his church shall prevail over every gate of hell. Who's the church of God? I guess I got to ask you the question. 
You might as well say, it's me, brother Tom. It's me. I'm the church of the living God. And I will prevail over every unbelieving demon, every unclean spirit under the modern age of Laodicea. I seeing a girl this week with Sister Joanne. Eye makeup on and a little bit of rouge on their face and a little bit of this. I say, nonsense. Brother Brown said, go wash your face. If daddies don't start stepping in, the high priest is going to come down and he's going to take over. And I wouldn't want to be held accountable in the hands of God. You tell your children to wash their face, they de- dress decently. I don't need to be told that skirts are raised and all this sort of nonsense. When we are talking about the absolutely translation in the body, where are those children going to be if you don't speak up? Worldly people do not go. Brother Bram talked about it so often. He talked about hair. He talked about skirts. He talked about nails. He said, thou worldly people do that. Oh, I know that's not popular. That's not popular. And they say, well, you don't preach on that anymore, Brother Tom. We'll preach on it. We'll pepper it. We'll do whatever we have to do. But we're going to speak against sin. It's an unbelief. And it's a creeping serpent. And we need to put our foot on the neck of that devil. And we need to stand with thus saith the Lord. Don't you dare come into my house. I told my sister. She walked into my apartment. She had a cigarette in hand. I said, get out of here. I said, this is a sanctified apartment. You are not going to... Oh, offense? My goodness. For years, offense. But hey, got to stand on something, saints. Don't waffle and be wishy-washy now. We're 40 years down the road, brother Ken. We cannot let down the bars. We're going up. I'm going up in the first resurrection. Hallelujah. Our children need to be born again. They need to have the same experience their parents had, their grandparents had. It's not, oh, come, oh, come see or whatever. It is a burning, yearning desire to manifest Jesus Christ. It's not learning the message. My goodness. The Pharisees had learned the Bible or the Old Testament and missed Messiah. People have learned this message and they're missing what the word of God is proclaiming. Wow, okay. I won't tell you how many I got where I've had not even half started. For unto you, born this day. God was now prophesying. Then the prophecies there now the fulfillment's happening. They missed it in its prophecy and they missed it in its fulfillment. And I, I, I want you to catch up with me. I want you to catch up with me because they knew Malachi. Uh, we thought Elias was to come. Uh, Elias shall truly first come. But I say unto you, Elias has come already and they missed it. That scripture's laying there. Nobody knew anything about it. They thought it was John the Baptist. And yet a prophet comes and says so, so, so sweetly, he is come. And shall come. Huh? Elias. Elijah is here. He has done his work already. Amen. So unto you is born this day in the city of David. A savior which is Christ the Lord. The prince of peace had come. Peace on earth. Goodwill to men. 
What did hair do? What did the serpent seed do? Want to kill it. Kill it. Always wants to kill the seed of God. Kill it. Kill the influence of it. I'll, I'll make the world so worldly it'll be attractive. You know what's attractive? The beauty of holiness. That's what's attractive. The beauty of holiness. Brother Bram said the Prince of Peace was born in a stable. Think about that. It's so simple, they missed it. So simple, Margaret, they missed it. You go to work every day, they missed it. God in flesh again, missing it, missing it. The word again, Ben, in flesh again. Oh my goodness. Prince of Peace in a stable, a little box of straw sitting somewhere, manure pile up in the barn, so forth. Can you imagine? Oh, our God of glory came and Jesus was his name. Down from his glory to a stable. What humility. And we want to be accoladed at it. We want to be patted on the back. We want to be told how great we are. Nobody tells me how great I am. Boo-hoo, I'm out of here. Come on, people. I don't care what man says about Tom Ray. Oh, Brother Tom, we love your preaching. Oh, Brother Tom, we hate your preaching. Oh, Brother Tom, we don't like this. Oh, Brother Tom, you part your hair wrong. Oh, Brother Tom. Who cares? Who cares? The only one I care about is him. If I could just get into his presence. If I could just tell him how much I love him. And what he's done for me. Count your blessings. I tell you what, you start counting your blessings in prayer and you watch that Holy Spirit come moving in your room. You watch it, Lord. I was a bum. I was nothing. I was terrible. And then you came. Then Jesus came and called. I don't want to be off my subject, but it's amazing. So they missed it. For unto you born this day in the city of David, they missed it. He's the Prince of Peace, born in a stable. They missed it. Yet that serpent seed knew that there would be enmity between his seed and the serpent seed. Are you the one? Are you the one? Is this the one? And there he was anointing Pharaoh to kill a man child. Anointing Herod, kill a man child. And that's why Brother Branham preached. He said, don't the sons of God marry outside of this message. Don't you do it. Redemption was made. He, the seed of the woman, paid the price at Calvary. He paid the price for the seed gene of God. When he cried on the cross in John 19 and 30, Jesus therefore received the vinegar and he said, It is finished. I paid redemption's price. I have freed a people. I have loosed a people. I have paid the supreme price and sacrifice. Brother Richard, I just heard about Sister Barb this week. I claim her healing in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. That's our position. You're not going to do it without a fight. And it's not a hope so. I know so. I think so. It's going to be I claim my land. Devil, get off my territory. That's why Brother Branham or Brother Murphy preached that wonderful service a couple of weeks ago. He said, even if that toe started to move, the leg's coming. We kept on saying to Brother Milko, move that toe, move that toe every, every, the next day. I talked to him on FaceTime. I said, Milko, Brother Murphy preached, move the toe, move the toe. The rest will start moving. Move the toe. 
Hallelujah. Say to this mountain, be removed. Brother Bram said, even if a grain of sand fell down, that mountain's going to move. We want everything now. It's all in God's time. And from the garden now, 4,000 years comes the promise of the woman's seed. Here he come from his birth. Sister Judith, they wanted to kill him. They wanted to kill him. The king of glory. The one that we love so much and adore. The one who saved our souls. Calling him the devil and Beelzebub. Think about it. He's the most holy one ever made. He is God himself. Do you recognize God? They missed a lot. Missed it, didn't they? Even 70 disciples missed it. Unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no part of me. What are you talking about? Moses told us. We'll follow you this far, but no, no further. Huh? But then he turns to Peter and says, you go too? Go ahead. You go too? He said, Peter. Peter says, hey, Lord, where could we go? Thou alone have the words of eternal life. How can you leave this message? When Brother Bram said in the token message, this message is Christ. This message is him. You can't. I'm a prisoner with chains of love to one who has redeemed me. But when he cried out, it's finished. The woman's seed came to Calvary to conquer Satan. But it looked like Satan conquered this woman's seed. It did. If you looked at carnally, yep, we got him. We got him. Huh. And he gave up the ghost. But where did he go? To Satan's kingdom. Oh, he's going to finish this once and for all, Nathan. The promise of that scripture from Genesis to now be fulfilled. He descends into hell, knocks on Satan's door. And Satan says, I got you. And Jesus said, give me your keys. And he takes the keys of Satan's house. And he entered Satan's kingdom that held the Old Testament saints and led captivity captive. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Open up those gates. Amen. Why? His seed shall conquer every gate of his enemies. And if that seed did that, then this seed does that now. When you walk out of this, your church or wherever you are today, I want you to walk different. I want you to walk different. Sister Rena, listen, Brother Bram prophesied, limbs will grow. It's already prophesied. You say, that's my promise. I claim it in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. You say, you're a fanatic, Brother Tom. Yeah. Well, I'm a fanatic, I guess. In a good way. In a good way. Yes, sir, it's finished. But in Luke 24 and 6, he's not here. They went to his grave. He's not here. Amen. He's not here, Nathan. He's not here. He's going to nail it right down, right down, right now. And an angel sitting on that stone said, He's not here whom you look for. He is not here. He said, He's in Galilee like he said he would be. So angels were with them in Galilee when Jesus said, I will be in Galilee. 
So he's not here like he said. He's in Galilee. He's alive. He's not here. He's risen. Remember how he spoke to you while you were yet in Galilee? Amen. Brother Bram said, in power of God, come and see the Lord in battle. Come and see the Lord in battle. You know, he's wonderful in healing. See him battle one time. How great he is there. Oh my, oh how marvelous he is in battle. I've never seen him come in battle yet. But what he came out packing the victory. Amen. Amen. Or amen. Amen. So that God that packed away victory is still prevailing in a bride called Jesus Christ, Brother Matthew. Amen. We're not, this is not just, well, okay, okay, okay. No, no, claim it, claim it, claim it, claim it, claim it. He said, send the token after them. Claim them. I'm not satisfied until I see them restored and back into the rightful position. Come and see the Lord in battle. Even in death, he come out triumphant. Satan ain't nothing to him. For he's risen. Matthew 28 and 6 says, he's not here, he's risen. Go quickly, go tell your disciple he's risen. Then in Revelation 1 and 18 says, I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I'm alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of hell and of death. What a prevailing God we have. Mighty God, mighty conqueror, mighty hero, victorious and triumphant. For the Bible says, and the elder said, weep not, John. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah hath prevailed. Prevail means victorious, triumphant. Listen. Not everybody could be Joshua. Only one William Branham. Not everybody could be Moses. <laughs> Not everybody could be Elijah, Brother Bram says here. No. There's one Jesus, one Moses, one Elijah, and Jesus was on earth. But we believe him and accept his message. So when Joshua said, let's march around Jericho. Six times and on the seventh time, I'll go around the world seven times. I mean, around Jericho seven times. But there was only one of them. But, hear what he says. They would have no ministry. Unless there had been somebody who believed it. Mm Mm-hmm. Moses, why'd you bring us out in the desert here for us all to die? God says to Moses, why Christ speak? I'm a conqueror. I'm triumphant. I prevail. All of a sudden, he said, a mighty wind came from the east and divided the sea. God made a way for Moses. It wasn't Moses making a way. It was the God of Moses that made a way. And the people believed it and marched behind it. God sent a messenger and there's a people that believe it and we're marching to the gospel right behind it. Hallelujah. 
No, they wouldn't have had a ministry unless somebody believed it. Jesus would have no ministry unless somebody believed it. Paul had no ministry unless somebody believed it. The Holy Ghost has no ministry by the word today. Unless somebody's willing to believe it. Get away from their creed. Come back to the word. No matter what. Listen. If the slide has stopped sliding in your life. Stop it this morning. Say Satan. I'm taking the word of God this morning. And prevailing over you. Worldliness is not coming in my home. We're going to straighten things up. Brother Bram said when he preached one message. He said there's got a lot of killing I got to do. A lot of killing within myself. And when I preach it, saints, there's a lot of killing I have to do myself. But we want to go home and we want no trouble at the river. You say, well, it's just an innocent little thing. I think it was Tammy Baker. And a lot of you don't even know who she is, the PTL club or whatever she was. Pentecostal holiness. Thought that she said, told never to wear makeup, never to wear makeup, never to wear makeup. So she bought a, a lipstick. I remember hearing this, reading about it, how she... Got a stick of lipstick. And she thought, as soon as I put it to my lips, thunder and lightning is going to come and kill me for that. Nope. Thunder and lightning didn't do it. No. So she put it on. She was the most makeup made woman that I have ever seen in my entire life. It's not. You can do what you want to do. But there's going to be a people behind the messenger that will believe it. Believe it. Believe all of it. The Holy Ghost has no ministry by the word today. Unless somebody's willing to get away from their creed. And come back to the word again. No matter how well it's here. How real it's here. It's here now. I know he's here. I feel it. I know it. The word says he's here. Wherever two or three are gathered. See. I see him amongst us. Don't you see that pillar of fire moving in the room? No. We had to have a seer see in that dimension, look in that window, and say, God is present. And he's present with his elected lady this morning. She is now prevailing. The elect in his day, the predestinated seed, they see it. They see it in the midst of unbelief. They believe it. They just sit right amongst unbelievers and still confess it publicly. Yep. You are son of God, the king of Israel. Oh, my. Or if uh, Paul writes to the Galatians, for if you all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus, for as many of you have been baptized, sister Judith, we can baptize you with water. And John the Baptist says, indeed, I can baptize you with water. But there's one that can baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. That's the one we want for you. If you be Christ, the Bible said, if you're Christ, if you are his possession, if you're his elected lady, if you be Christ, you're Abraham's seed. And if you're Abraham's seed, you're heir according to the promise. Romans 4 and 13 says, For the promise that he should be heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. 
Wherefore thou art no more a servant but a son. And if a son, then you're an heir of God through Christ. Galatians 4, 7 and 8. <coughs> Excuse me. We are from another kingdom. We are not of this world. Two vines, two lineages, always natural, spiritual. You have Cain and Abel, Esau, hey, Jacob. You have them all. You have them all. I'm sorry, Isaac and Jacob, or Isaac and Ishmael, Jacob and Esau. Two vines always coming down, two vines. Then here comes Jesus. They call him a devil. And Jesus said, before Abraham was, I am. You are of the father, the devil, and the works he did, you'll do. What did the devil do? Murder. What did they do? What did the Pharisees do? Murdered the son of God, the giver of all life. Showing their colors and the seed that was in them. And there's no scripture that says there's an eternal hell. Eternal never did begin. Never does it end. So there is a punishment for serpent seed. There is a punishment for not receiving this lovely lamb that gave his life on Calvary. Down from his glory, ever living story. There is a punishment, but it's not forever and ever. It's for a long time. It's not eternal, I should say. It's forever and ever. It's a long, long time, Brother Bram said. But God, rich in mercy, hung on the cross for those that would hear his voice. What did he do? Blot out the handwriting of ordinances that was against you, Ken. It was against you. An organist in the United Church. A long-haired, dope-smoking drunkard. Is that fair enough? That's true. We were together. So we're just, he could say that about me too. No problem. And I know he's not offended. But we, there was then that ordinance. There, there were things written of us in a book. Written. And the Bible says blotting out that ordinance. You did this. You did this. You did this. The ordinance. Even the priests in the Old Testament. They had a book. And yet... You know what? That Hildebrand boy, he did this, he did this, he did this. The ordinances were written down by the priesthood. But Paul's reference in the Greek was meaning God was smearing it. God came down to smear that ordinance. So that Satan can read no offense. Hallelujah. I guess, I guess they that sin much loveth much. I guess that's what it is. I, I, I thought, Anthony, you'd jump out of your seat on that one. Because if God ever puts that burning fire in your heart to start preaching this word, you got to go back to what we're speaking about this morning. Because it's the blood of Jesus Christ, which is the bleeding word of this day, that's able not only to smudge that he can't read, it's not even there. It's put in the sea of God's forgetfulness because you never did it in the first place. Hallelujah. Why? We're prevailing. We are conquering. God blotted it out. Smeared it. Esponged it. Esponged it. The handwriting of it. His own atoning blood not only esponged it, it annihilated it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Discharging. Here we go. Discharge. Daniel, I am so glad those times when we are doing things behind our parents' back. 
and behind what we thought nobody knew, but we did know. And all of a sudden, you know, it's, oh man, the devil plays on you. I shouldn't have done that with those boys. I shouldn't have done that with that. I shouldn't have done that. It's not there. It's not there. You don't even have to remember it. When that comes to your mind, you say, devil, God's forgotten it. I've forgotten it. I've been forgiven forever. It's not there. Don't even let him come in your mind. It's been expunged. It's been blotted out. Oh, my goodness. All believers in him. There is nothing whatever do from us to the justice of almighty God to pay for it because Jesus Christ has paid it all. Amen. And God, the Bible says in Romans 5 and 8, commended his love towards us that while we were sinners... Oh my goodness. We were in the thought of God. Now manifested in the flesh. To have fellowship with the Father. While we were sinners. The Bible said. He commendeth his love towards us. Honey. He commended his love towards us. That means he was steadfast. He was resolute. She's mine Satan. Take your hands off of my property. He's mine. Take your hands off of. She's mine. She's mine. He's mine. Why? He was steadfast. Amen. He was resolute. His love towards us. Amen. Because at that time you were without Christ. You were alien. An alien. From the commonwealth of God. Strangers. To the covenant of promise. No hope without God. What a terrible place that was. But there was something in us. Saying, There's got to be a God somewhere. Even when I was four years old. I said there has to be a God somewhere. I want to be a preacher mom. We didn't even go to church. Giving that testimony to some brothers down in the state. They said where would that come from? I said I would like to know. I would like to know. Didn't go to church. But yet there was something in us. That wanted God. While we are aliens from the commonwealth. Strangers from the covenant of promise. Having no hope without Christ in the world. But now in Christ Jesus. You who are sometimes far off. You were the predestinated thought of God. Are made nigh by the blood of Christ. You wonder why I love Calvary so much. Colossians 2 and 13, having made peace through the blood of cross by him to reconcile all things unto himself, I say, whether they be earth or things in heaven, blotting out, blotting it out. The handwriting of the ordinance against us, which was contrary to us. Contrary. We were trapped. Isn't that what your prophet said? We're trapped into it. Contrary to us, even though we're aliens from the commonwealth of God. My, isn't that word rich? It just becomes richer and richer and richer. Yes, sir. Blotting out the handwriting of ordinance that were against us, which was contrary to us. Took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. 
Hallelujah. Nailed it. I, as I spoke on jail, there's another woman standing. Come on. There's another woman standing. Come on, church. There's another woman standing. When Satan comes to your door, comes to your tent, you take the word and the nail and hammer that devil down. Then let me show you the man you're seeking, devil. I'll show you. Here's one imp I killed. Here's another imp I killed. And another one I killed. And another one I killed. Amen. Come on, jail. Listen, she is heralded as one of the most famous women in Israel. Come on, bride. You're hailed the queen of heaven. Come on. Rejoice. I say again, rejoice with me. Amen. She was under bondage of an oppressor, the scripture said. And when the head oppressor came, when Satan came to us to make us so degraded, Brother Ken, God came on the scene, gave us the wherewithal to take the word in one hand and the nail in the other hand, Victor, and nail that devil at the, at the altar. Glory be to Jesus. They sing about jail, sing about the bride of Jesus Christ. Amen. What told that little lady to tell Nathan, go to the prophet? Brother Bram said there was no miracle done yet. And what told her to go to the prophet Elijah and wash in the, you know, and he'll heal you? Brother Bram said that was an inspiration that came from Almighty God. What inspiration was that on her when she saw that, that devil coming, that oppressor coming, Sisera coming? He said, lay down here. I want water. I'm so thirsty. I'm going to give you buttermilk. Have you ever drunk buttermilk when you're really thirsty? I have. I love cold milk when I was a kid. And I was playing outside. It was summertime. For some reason, I guess the milk was laid out. And I was going for the glug, 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 glug. And all of a sudden, it was buttermilk. Really? But he fell asleep. You know, the devil thinking, oh, I got her anyway. Got you anyway. No, he ain't got us. Let me tell you, she still prevails. When Satan comes to our door, comes to our tent, we are going to nail it down. Nail it down! Nail it! You see worldly isn't coming in? Nail it! Nail to the cross. Why? Because by nailing it, by blotting out that ordinance, like I said, it takes away your opinions. It takes away your understanding and what you suppose and what your imaginations were. It removes them and wipes them out. It blots it out and it cancels it and obliterates it and moves you to liberty. Liberty, liberty. You say, why do some people have liberty in the house of God? How do the people sit like stones? I don't get it. My Bible says you are kings and priests of God, giving him praise, shouting the glory. Hallelujah. I miss you, Brother Roy, saying, preach it, preacher. I got Brother Hugh message on my phone. I'm going to play it one time while I'm preaching when you don't say amen. I got him when he was in the, when he was in the, uh, palliative care. Brother George and I went and visited him. I put on the recorder. I said, Hugh, say for me, keep it coming, Tom. Keep it coming, Tom. Keep it coming, Lord. So I, I got two recordings on it. Mm-hmm. So when you, I don't hear your amens, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play that button. I left it in there, I thought I'd even do it this morning. I can't hear your amens, but I'll say amen this morning. There's a few amens here. Keep it coming! 
Oh no. <laughs> Keep it coming. Everybody else is going, stop. Stop. Okay. Can you give me, I won't say five more minutes, but give me a few minutes. Amen. So it comes to dogmatica in the, in the Latin. Dogma. Dogmatica. In fact, it decrees now that you are liberated. Liberated. I'm thinking tonight, I know the church. We gotta shake out of this. Are you listening to me, church? Clover Bible way? Are you listening to me? You gotta shake out of this thing. COVID. Oh, people moving. People are gonna move. People have moved since I've been saved here. I've been here 40 some odd years and people are still, don't let that get you down. You stay standing and rooted in the word. Know your position in Christ where God's brought you. Amen. He says, church, shake out of it. Shake yourself out of it. Shake out of it. He said, "Uh uh-huh. That's all. The only way you're going to do it is prayer and lining up with the word of God. How are you going to shake out of it? By prayer and lining up with the word of God. What you people don't know, and I'm going to let you know. There have been five or six or seven brothers independently call me. Say, Brother Tom, we want to meet in prayer. We want to get alone with God. Pray for our church because it's a family. And they came together before I read this quote on Wednesday. On Monday, they had already come together to pray for you, the body of Christ. And God had this quote here. I thought it was amazing. Amazing. Yes, sir. How are you going to shake out of it? By prayer and lining up with the word of God. It's the only way we're going to do it. Listen to me, church at Cloverdale Bible Way and those that identify with Cloverdale Bible Way. We want to move of God. Listen, I'm not looking for revival. People are talking, revival, revival, revival. Saints, the revival has to be here. The bride's revival is the word revival in her. It's not jumping around, speaking in tongues. That comes with it. But let that word become manifest in you. What are you going to, how are you going to do it, Brother Tom? It's not by me yelling or screaming at you. It's by reading the word, reading the message, and what giving you the answer. It's by prayer and lining up with the word of God. It's the only way we're going to do it. There's only one way out. That's his way. Jesus Christ. The same yesterday, today, and forever. We want our church to get in that condition. We don't want to end up like Laodicea. No, sir. We don't want worldliness in this church. Louise, are you with me on this one? I don't want worldliness in this church. We deny worldliness in this. We rebuke worldliness. Yes, sir. We don't want our church like England as we... Spoke before. You've got to drive it down hard. You've got to nail it down. You've got to have it to where the people can hear it clearly. Clench it. It's got to be done. You say, Brother Tom, that must have been an early service. 
That must have been an early message you're reading from. No, I'm reading from 1965. Modern events made clear by prophecy. The closing of his ministry, the last month of his ministry. Here's that prophet comes on the scene and says, You want God and shake out of this thing? Prayer! Get back to the word of God in prayer. Are you ready? This is where I really wanted to get to. I love this. Modern events make clear by prophecy. You ready for this one, Amy? You're ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I, now I can start to preach, okay? Now we got it. I got told I can preach, so I can preach. That's what he said here. Modern events make clear by prophecy. Ready? He likened the grain of wheat, the bride. The reason that God had to let that go like that, that's fine. The real genuine church had to be established on the day of Pentecost. Had ground and, and growed since the day of Pentecost into a great church. It had to fall into the earth. That's the seed. Falls into the ground. Or it'll buy it alone. But now it fell into the earth in the dark ages and be buried like all other seeds. It had to die, but it came up. In the Reformation again. But listen what he says here. This is tremendous. It came up in the Reformation again. It came forth in the person of Martin Luther. Woo! My! Dan! Changes at everything here. That whole Reformation was brought up in the person of Martin Luther. In the person of Wesley. But in this bright age, God sent a messenger, himself, the person, in the prophet. Oh my goodness, you are not listening to a man, you are listening to the voice of Almighty God through a man. Amen. If it came through a person in the Reformation, a person in, in the second, uh, second stage of grace through Wesley, came down in the one man. William Seymour. It's like Brother George. I remember when he said that. He started. He said, notice it was a colored man with one eye. And what did he want to do? Seymour. George, where do you come up with these things? Where do you come up from these things? And then it moved now. Justification. Sanctification. Baptism of the Holy Ghost. To the Word Himself. Embodied in a man. And God used that man. Martin Luther in Reformation. God used Wesley sanctification. God used William Seymour in the baptism of the Holy Ghost. The restoration of gifts. Then at the end of the age. As it was in the days of Noah. As it was in the days of Lot. God was going to send a prophet. To reveal himself again. I love it. I love it. Yes church. We need a house cleaning time. We want a move of God. Starts with you. We need not just a house cleaning, a soul cleaning, a blowing out of the fuses. Because, as I said and closed, when that which is perfect is come, that which in part is done away, God has sent a perfect message to prepare a perfect people to marry to the perfect Son of God. Outside of that perfection, outside of that message, outside of that word living in you. It's the waters of separation. I wonder, young people, you're more important about going out, seeing him, seeing him. I used to, when I got off work, 
One first thing I did was play a tape. After the tape was done, then I went out. And I had something to say. I had something to testify about. Oh, but we get, listen, saints, let's just buckle up. Buckle up. Get your children in line, young men. 17, 18, you should be a powerhouse, not a bunch of wimps. Barely, barely have victory. Are you kidding me? We're putting on a body change. We're putting on a body change. It's a perfect place calling you to perfection. You have to be perfect to get there and you can't get it outside of the perfect word. How are you going to do it through anything else but the perfect word? Amen. It's the blood of Jesus Christ. It's dripping with blood. Yes, it's dripping with blood. This Holy Ghost gospel has always dripped with blood. Consider this. Brother Bram says, consider this. Since it is the blood of God, it's the perfect blood. People say, you can't be perfect. I'm perfect in Him. My perfection is in Him. Since it's the blood of God, it's the perfect blood of God. It's the perfect blood that's loosening us from the power and bondage and defilement of sin. Then the loosening is perfect, Nathan, and complete. That's why he said you can never be sold. Once you've been purchased out of the slave market, you cannot be sold again. Colossians 1 and 12 says, Oh, shall we wind it down? I've got eight more pages. We'll go part three, I guess. I know, you're worried. Doesn't Michael will be preaching tonight, so I don't want to wear everybody out. Colossians 1 and 12 says, Giving thanks unto the Father which hath made, made us meet or sufficient to be partakers of his inheritance. The blood made us sufficient to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Verse 14, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin. Notice, we have the pre- redemption. We have. I can would be more attuned to this than me. He was smarter than me. In English, it have means present tense. We have redemption. It's present tense. It's not we had redemption. We have redemption. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. We have redemption. Oh, I love it. I love it. It's a verb to have. It means to possess it. That, I've got it. I possess it. I've been forgiven. We have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin, and it is indeed personal. Now, we'll start winding down, Andrew. Are you doing all right? Okay. Okay. So if you've got forgiveness, I, I, I'm trying to make, put smiles on people's, you know, I've got the joy unspeakable and full of No. <laughs> to have forgiveness, uh, I wish I could pronounce Greek. I can't. A-P-H Ephesus. To have forgiveness and as we say, the blotting out of your ordinance, the Bible all ties together to this. It's all redeeming love. 
to have forgiveness in whom we have redemption through the blood of Jesus Christ, even the forgiveness of sin. To have forgiveness in the Greek means you've been released from all bondage. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I, I, I was amazed the day I gave my life to Christ, Brother Nathan. I was amazed. I tried, as I said the other day, I, used, I hated smoking. I couldn't quit. I hated drinking. I hated dope. I hated all that nonsense. I hated the parties. I hated, I just wanted God. Couldn't find God until God came in flesh to me. And when I was loose that night, for me, Brother Ram says, you've got to know a place where you've met God. That night, in a simple prayer, I didn't know even how to pray. I didn't even know what to pray to. I just knew Jesus had to be God. Brother Biscoe prayed over me. I, I was a bound man. But when Jesus came, my Jesus came. Dope went, cigarettes went, booze went, party went. I was totally liberated. And I have been liberated since 1975. It has keeping power, delivering power. That's what people, you need to know it. Not by something in your mind. But to know him as life eternal. So when you can get down on your knees and sometimes he just comes in your room and you say, Lord, don't leave me. Don't leave me. Don't leave me. Don't leave me here. Why I love him so much, he delivered me from so much. He delivered me from the imprisonment of sin. Broke every shackle I ever had. Every unclean thought delivered from. God had forgiven me. He pardoned me. From all my sin. And that's why I indeed love him. And still prevailing. We're still prevailing. I'm not hiding and going in some liquor store behind your backs. I'm not token up on my patio. I don't have a pack of cigarettes ever since 1975. Ever. When he looses you, he looses you forever. Forever and ever. As far as the east is from the west, there's a remission of all penalty. What, it was amazing when Margaret, how he came into our lives. And the Bible says, and there was a people that sat in darkness. Can we just sat so far in darkness, Paul? Darkness, just darkness. We sat in it. We thought that was normal. We started to live with our sin. And there was a people that sat in darkness. The Bible says in Matthew 4 and 16. But they that sat in darkness saw great light. 
Not everybody sees it, but I saw it. <laughs> Not everybody sees it, but I saw it. Saw a great light. And to them which sat in the regions in the shadow of death, <laughs> light sprung up. And when light sprung up through this message, it brings forth life. Life. I want you to just listen to this quote. I'm so sorry. I knew it was going to be this way. But anyways, we'll try and find a good break. But listen, please, please, please listen to this. We have not followed cunningly devised fables, folks. God came with a message, used a messenger. The same one that came on that Jordan River was the same one that came on that Ohio River. The same God that met William Branham is the same God that met Tom Ray. I'm not William Branham. I'm not Moses. There's only one. But there has to be people that follow behind him. We have the benefits of our messenger, that Brother Bram said in the church ages. We have its benefits with it. Listen to this vindication. Brother Branham, I got, I got a, I got a whole thing I haven't even started yet. If anybody ever wants to read a super message, it's called Super Sign. It is Super Sign, November 29th, 1963. It will launch you. It will launch you. It will launch you into heavenly places. But listen to what that prophet says here. I want you to count the prophecies. I just put 13, but I think there's a little bit more than that. I see a woman. She's bothered with nervousness. You can just start counting them on your hands and let see how far we go here. Okay, Brother Nathan? Count them for me. Okay? See how many you get. Oh, I see a woman. She's bothered with nervousness. Extremely. Nervousness. I see her going about holding her hands. She's upset about something. There's something got her disturbed. That's right. You have a gross. Where? Her toe? Her leg? Her lung? Where? You have a gross that you're disturbed about. And that growth is hidden from the naked eye. Here it is. Because it's in your lip. On the inside, that's right. But you're very upset. Right on your heart. You're a mother. you got a child that you're praying for. It's not a girl. It's a boy. And the boy has a condition in his bowels. Are you counting? Where are we at? Okay, good. I think the doctor says it's an ulcerated in his bowels. Doctor, ulcerated. wasn't his neighbor that said it. It was the, in his bowels. It's ulcerated. Boy's unsaved. He isn't a Christian. And you, you want him prayed for. You're holding a handkerchief in your hand for that purpose. For me to pray over it. That's thus saith the Lord. Now, sister, it's true. You believe, not me, him. Who was him? Jesus. Glory be to Jesus. He still prevails. He hasn't touched me. She touched him. 
All he's taking my body in a temporal resurrection. God using his lips. This is not William Branham. This is the God that created the heavens and the earth. He's not dead. He's alive. The same one that was in Galilee is here tonight. I want to say to you this morning, the same one that is here that night is the same one that is in your little room or here in the church or wherever you are. He's an omnipresent, omnipotent God. He can be touched by the feeling of your infirmities, Brother Roy. I don't care what it is. God can move in that little room. He can flutter over you. He talked about a lady that had a tumor in her breast. And God came into the room and there was a little flutter, little flutter. He said, not even a mark on her breast and that cancer was gone. That's thus saith the Lord. You got all these critics that criticize and what more. And what have they got to vindicate themselves but their little gray cells that are nothing but dust? The same one from Galilee is here tonight, right here with you. Come, sister dear. Our kind Heavenly Father, who has shown you mercy to the millions. And in this last day when the light's breaking forth, that same Jesus has come and brought light again. You who sat in darkness, light has sprung up and there was light standing there and millions were missing it. But the bride elected will never miss it. Never miss it. And the final voice to the final age. Who? Who is that final voice? The bride will be the final voice to the final age, saints of God. She is prevailing. People just walk out. Hey man, it's just Brother Tom yelling, screaming. Brother Biscoe, Brother Tim, Brother Murphy. Brother, we really got that low in our estimation of what God is? We really got that low? Michael, God raised up, using him in a special way. We say that's man, of course. Brother Tom's son. I had nothing to do with it. Against Michael's better judgment. If you can't see God moving amongst the saints of God, you're blind. God is moving in a supernatural way. And I want to be a part of that supernatural. He says, now they that sat in darkness, great light. This is the same quote, Brother Nathan. I hope you're still counting. Where are we at now? 14, Okay. They that sat in darkness, great light has come to them. In the Orient, in the early days, those in the West, now it's evening time, the great light has come. That same light is shining again. That resurrected Lord Jesus has He promised. And you are here tonight. And we thank you and we pray, Lord. You grant to this dear woman every request that she's asked for in the name of Jesus Christ. Do not fear, sister. Everything will be all right. It's turned light around you. It will be all right. That's one quote, Sister Judith, think about this now. I just read one quote, and there's 14 things he said that she could have said, no, that's not true. Nope, that's not true. You missed it on that one. 14, not, oh, there's somebody here with a backache. Everybody's got a backache. I got a backache. Wait, 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 you know, we're talking about specific. God's very specific when he deals with us. 
So 14 times. Uh Uh-huh. I missed one. I put 13, but 14 is better. I like that. So we find out then if we take probability. Let's just take the probability of one. Now, 14 times. They say there's over 200 prophecies in the Old Testament of Jesus. And we're only talking about 14. Right? In one meeting, one person. Oh, my goodness. Oh, saints of God, rejoice. You serve a mighty God still prevailing over the lives of men and women today. If you can't rejoice and stand up and say, I claim my family. I claim my healing. I claim deliverance. David, where's the joy? The joy we used to have. The joy we would lift up. The joy we would shout out and say, oh, God, make yourself real to me. But if we get old, we get comfortable. No, I want to prod you, provoke you in love to keep pressing like you've never pressed before. That's it, Brother Roy. Rejoice, I say again. Rejoice in the promises of God in your little room. You pray for Sister Judy. You pray for one another. This is our promise. That same God that spoke to that woman. Fourteen times she nailed this, nailed this. Not a, not a girl. It was a boy. He kept on going down and down and down and down and down and down until thus saith the Lord came. Probability for that one pro- for that one prophecy is one quadrillion. No, it, it's mind boggling. But we just say, oh, one, two, three, four, five, ten, eleven, twelve. It's one in a quadrillion. He would get it right for one time. Don't tell me that wasn't God visiting a people who sat in darkness and great light came. Don't tell me it's a preacher. It was almighty God. You put on that tape, God speaking to you. You say, oh, 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 you're making Brother Branham God. No, he was a man. Look past the veil. Look past the badger skin. Look past and see the Shekinah glory that's behind the veil. One in one in quadrillion. That's past a million, billion, trillion, quadrillion. You can't even count. They said to count to a trillion, one, two, three, I think takes 200 and some years. Just try it. We're talking <laughs> quadrillion. Mm. Can we end up here? Musicians, please come. A little story. Maybe I used it years ago, but I'll, I'll do it today. That's why I'm trying to encourage you in the faith here. Maybe when musicians come, we're going to have a baptism, Sister Judah. If you'd like to get ready, we are going to have a baptism. There was a fair. Sorry, it was about a fair. And at the fair, there was a cover, uh What do they call it? A, uh, a f- Around the flagpole, there was a mother with her brood. A mother with her brood of quail. And they tied the mother with a string. And she would go around the fence post, or the flagpole, around the flagpole, and all the little chip, 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 chip. They were all following mother. Round and round and round the flagpole. A man came by and asked, are they for sale? Of course, everything's for sale. Of course. So he bought them. 
and he proceeded to cut the cord. And we know the story. Brother Bram talks about Johnny Crow. Cut the cord, he wouldn't fly. <laughs> he used to being tied down. So he cut the cord, and to his surprise, all of them kept walking around the pole. Oh, I'm going to be defeated. I am defeated. I'm going to be defeated. I am defeated. I can't fly. I won't fly. I won't set my wings. He says, I bought you, and I didn't buy you to eat you. I bought you to set you free. So around and around a pole he went. But it wasn't until he started to encourage them to fly. That all of a sudden they flapped their wings and they took off. They flew away. Why? Because somebody encouraged them. Your cord's been cut. You are forgiven. Blotted out. It's over, saints of God, for you. You're a liberated people, Mark. I don't care what they tell you. You deny it, Rachel. I don't care what it is. I deny it. I deny it. Just rebuke it. Deny it, Brother Brown said, and go praising God. Go deny it, praise God. You're healed. Brother Michael mentioned it the other service. John Ryan, you're healed. Praise the Lord, I'm healed. He's still blind. Praise the Lord, I'm healed. Day after day, I'm healed. You're blind. They got to be mocking him. Praise the Lord, I'm healed. But the wonderful thing is, he didn't care. He kept on testifying. I'm healed. I'm healed. Who told you here? Prophet. Prophet didn't know. Prophet just said, you're healed. I believe it. And yeah, he was a little bit confused. Comes back to the prophet. He said, I, I thought you said I'm healed. He said, you are. And then Brother Bram turns around and said, I thought you believed. Oh, we're back to believing again. He says, I do. He says, then go believing. And one day, you know the story in the barber's chair. Here he is. And they're mocking him, shaving him, cutting his hair. Hey, I hear you're down there. And it's now weeks or whatever it is. And you're not here. He said, praise the Lord, I'm healed. And his eyes opened up. (laughs) Did it happen instantly? No. Does God do things instantly? He does. But also, he does healings, and it's a process. God wants to be glorified, magnified. He wants to be praised. We have seen so many signs of freedom. The Americans have the Statue of Liberty of freedom. But I want to say, on a hill, far away. No, the seat of the woman, not a woman jail, but the seat of the woman took the nail for you and me. He didn't take the nail just in the hand. He took that nail and he nailed it in Satan's head. And so now this morning as we turn this around back to you. Maybe there's a need. You say, Brother Tom, I need the victory again in my life. Where I had a joy to hear that prophet. I had a joy. Maybe you're unsaved and you say, I need to have that joy. How simple is it, Brother Tom? Just repent. Repent. Be sorrow for your sins and watch God move on you. Say, Lord, be king of my life. Wash me in the blood of the Lamb. So I'll cherish the old rugged cross. It's the same Jesus till my trophy. 
I told you about my trophies. I lay down. So I cling to the old rugged rock. Oh, and it's changed. Why don't you just stand and lift up your hands wherever you are? Why don't you just stand and lift up your hands? So I'll cherish your rugged cross. He nailed it for you, saints. That he ordered, that was written against you, written on. Oh, let the person of Christ come into your life. trust something said, something will strengthen, something will help edify and build up your people. It's not what we know, it's who we know. To know you is life and life eternal. You're my Redeemer, my Savior, my Lord, my God, my husband, my friend, the blessed lover of my soul. How I pray, Lord, that the church of God will move forward. Shake out of it, as your prophet said. How do we do that? By prayer and lining up to the word of God. We all have children. Some of us have grandchildren. We don't want them just to live off the experience of the grandparents. We want them to have their own experience, Lord. Deal with their lives. Sovereignly and individually, Lord, that they have their own testimony. That you would put enmity between the serpent seed and the woman's seed. And that woman's seed has seed, and that seed we are being manifested today. There's Luther, Wesley, 
Azusa Street, William Branham, and now in an elected lady, the closing of the ages. Lord, I trust there's those that will say, I want to be one of them. One of them, Lord. One of them, Lord. I can't do it. You said, my sheep hear my voice, a stranger. They shall not follow. I pray that they have a receiving set within their own hearts to say, I want this Jesus. I need this Jesus. Troubling times, it'll get worse. But I'm sheltered. Sheltered in the arms of God. Bless your children this morning. Brother Michael preparing for tonight. Last service, Lord, at the camp. I pray it will be a capstone for him in the church there. I pray, Lord, that you'll move in a supernatural way. Great unction given. The Holy Spirit move from individual to individual. Not just sitting there, Lord. Let them be a participant rising up in their seat, rejoicing in the opening of the word. I pray, God, you'll crown this church with more dedication and consecration. And move us forward in the depths of your love. I ask it in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. God bless you. My, we just didn't have enough time to go through where we wanted to go through. But God knows what we needed to hear. May every family that's represented, whether it be on the internet, whether it be in Zoom, whatever it will be. May God bless your home your families, your children, and your children's children. Amen. Down from His glory. Down from His glory. Everly one of my favorite songs. My God and Savior came, and Jesus was His name. Born in a manger, His own a stranger. Amen.
Sing that little chorus, Majesty, worship His Majesty. Oh, Majesty, worship His Majesty. Son praying for mom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Hallelujah. Victory. <laughs> Brother Jairus told me, he said, Mom, he said, Mount my mom. He said, This is mountain moving faith. Okay. Yeah. Said, Absolutely, I believe that. Sister Jim, you, you that, want yes. to say something? Um, I thank my Lord Jesus for his grace, mercy, and love towards me. Um, I worshipped in a Baptist church for many years, and uh, just during the pandemic, I did not attend church for the past one year. It was during this time the Lord touched me in a special way. Mm. I had such hunger and thirst for the Word of God in a deeper sense. Um, I started listening to Brother Branham's messages and church sermons as well. My son, my daughter-in-law, and my brother were a great influence in my spiritual journey. All right. I trust my Lord will be a light to my path, lest I stumble and fall. I want to live a surrendered life and reflect Christ in all that I do. My desire is to be a faithful bride Amen. and always be ready for the rapture. And that's my prayer. Amen, Sister Judith. You know, Satan has a way of thinking that people are fleeing and people are afraid and people are fearful. And through all that, all the people that are sat in darkness, a great light came. Yeah. A great light came, Sister Judith, yeah. shone on you. And as I was taking the scripture out of John where he said, My sheep hear my voice. A stranger they shall not fall. Mm-hmm. And Sister Joanne and I had the privilege to be with you. Yes. And I explained in the, how a garden works. Oops. Remember? <laughs> I said, you know... <laughs> it is an eye-opener for me. It was an eye-opener. And I said, we plant all the seed at the same time. Yes. Yeah, and some of the radishes and the lettuce, they all spring up in the first part of summer. And we enjoyed Jairus, and we enjoyed the family. And yet there was, and then the beans had to come, and then mm-hmm. the corn and the squash at the end. And all in its time, it's still the same garden. Yes. Yeah. All planted at the same yes. time in the mind of God. Right. And God got a hold of you, Sister Judith. It was mm-hmm. not man. Mm-hmm. And the Bible says here, mm-hmm. and when they were pricked in their hearts, mm-hmm. that's what happened. Something happened. Yeah. They were pricked. And they were pricked in their hearts. They said, men and brethren, what do we do? What do I do? Mm-hmm. Peter said, well, just repent. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sin and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost and we believe the Holy Ghost himself will come and live in you Sister Judith this is your time this is your season and God bless you for doing this and God moving you Amen Amen Heavenly Father this is your daughter. She's a part of the thought of God, standing in the waters of baptism, willingly to be identified, Lord, in your death, the watery grave, death, burial, and resurrection. Would you fill her, Lord? Would you grant her all that her heart desires? Would you bless her in a special way? She stood here, Lord, like a trophy of God crowned with your righteousness. I pray, Lord, you fill her to overflowing and bless her and her family. In Jesus' name. Sister Judah, by your confession that Jesus Christ is your Savior, I beg
baptize you in true Christian baptism in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. His Majesty. I love that. Go ahead, Brother Nathan. Unto Jesus be all glory, honor, and praise. Majesty, kingdom of thorns. Jesus, we worship you this morning, Lord. We bless your name, O God. We thank you for your power and your goodness made manifest in our midst, Lord. Even in this baptism, O God, we thank you, O God, that you heard 
an answered prayer of the Son, O Lord. Oh, Jesus, have your way in her sister's life. Fill her with your Holy Spirit, O God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Brother Tom mentioned a song while he was ministering, and I'd like to sing it together. Joy unspeakable and full of glory. Amen. It fills us with joy. I have found a note. He supplies every need. And while I sit and learn at Jesus' feet, I am
Dismiss us in prayer. We'll sing another song while he's coming. His name is wonderful. His name is wonderful. His name is wonderful. We're not familiar with that song. His name is wonderful. His name is wonderful. His name. that came in for Brother Raymond Butler and we will pray and believe that our God is mighty 
He's the mighty conqueror. He's our victory. Amen. She is still and he is still prevailing. Let's pray together as we get ready now to go our separate ways. Heavenly Father, this morning, Lord, there's so many requests. Brother Nathan has mentioned our dear brother Butler. How we have loved him, how we've soldiered with him and Sister Shirley. And how we have a great respect, Lord, for men of God that have stood these many years. And yet Satan attacks. But Lord, as your prophet said in the message, greatest battle ever fought. This is the hour of charge. No different than David running to Goliath. No different, Lord, than Samson standing there waiting for that anointing. He walked in his promise. So, Lord, we walk in our promise this morning. You said wherever two or three would agree touching any one thing, we shall have what we ask. Not how loud, how boisterous, or how quiet. It's the word. The word declares by his stripes, we are healed. So, Lord, would you go into that little room and as we read that quote or spoke that quote about that little sister with a flutter came into the room, flutter in his room, Lord. Let the dove of God descend and let the Holy Spirit deliver him out of his affliction for the glory of our Lord Jesus. Lord, again, remembering our dear brother Milko, our sister Bev Charman. Lord, I ask for also a complete healing for our dear brother Henry Waldner. Prayers have gone around the world for these saints, Lord. And we want to join our voices as they ascend before the throne of grace. Touch each and every one of them. As we commit not only the service this day and the service tonight to you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you all. Till we meet again at Jesus' feet. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.